Frankenstein is a tale with a contradictory presence. Recognized by many as the first science fiction novel, it treads boldly onto new ground while proclaiming caution in the voice of a now-forgotten past. Simultaneously, Shelley's story resonates with today's readers and rings with relevance in the hearts of would-be traditionalists, modern-day skeptics of the modern day itself. The passions of man lead him in the pursuit of peck perfection and glory, instead into the dark recesses of his soul, and with guile turns his head from what is honorable and begs that his gut hunger for more than is perhaps meant to be possible. The curiosity of the human creature transforms him from a humble, happy beast into God with a lowercase g, incapable by nature of fulfilling his deistic duties. This trial and failure seems to be the inescapable, undeniable destiny of man. Shelley suggests that we ought to stand in awe of the majesty of nature, find satisfaction in service, and develop an appreciation for the simple pleasures afforded to life as a human being. Shelley asks the reader to recognize the impossibility of intellectual satiation and to take each careful step into the unknown with respect for the ultimate, intending only to understand and never to overcome. When Frankenstein begins his journey, he develops an obsession with alchemists. This obsession comes to inform his dispositions and actions and his eventual engagement in modern science. He is disgusted with its plain, tedious appearance of humility and chooses in his own practice to pursue glory and power. The chasing after of an unelaborate mastery of the elements and an unmistakable artifact of the misguided study of Frankenstein's youth. These glowing remnants demand that he seek not only to understand the world, but to command its very primary components, the primacy of which is forgotten in the process. The potent feverishness of his attempts, the consumption of his every breath by the ever-starving flames of human passion, and the blatant blindness bestowed upon him by the ever-narrowing path of an unbroken focus unsuited to the holistic soul of man, these are all forces tapped into, whispering spirits summoned by the idols of the early years of Frankenstein. The monster, in pursuit of the godlike science of language, has no youthfully attained disposition and thus takes a different stride. He seeks understanding of the world around him with hopes of integrating into its traditions, societies, and communions. His heart longs for acceptance and companionship as he becomes bitterly overwhelmed by the loneliness which his form confines him to. Of course, like Frankenstein, the monster's quest for knowledge leads to a dark, conclusive sadness, the intrusion of which turns man cold and vengeful. However, a distinction must be made between Frankenstein's striving toward deistic status and the monster's journey toward humanhood. Clearly, each seeks to become something he cannot, but the monster's dreams are not shattered until he, as a result of his isolation and social ignorance, comes to view the cottagers as his friends and protectors, with hopes that they will accept him in spite of his ghastly appearance. He has ethereally escaped his bounds, his toes curl eagerly over the edge of the bluff while the ever-starving flames burn hotly below. The brim of the cup of madness is teasing his lips, and confidence is on the cusp of his tongue. Nature, when provoked, 
must correct such errors, for the monster is toying with that which is beyond his control. Distant as he is, immersed in the stories of the cottagers, he considers his presence integral to their continuum, yet they know not of his existence, let alone his presumptions. The monster will soon come to seek comfort in that which he fears, but cannot possibly understand, while a state of ignorant fear is the very sensation that science seeks to escape. I wished sometimes to shake off all thought and feeling, but I learned that there was but one means to overcome the sensation of pain, and that was death, a state which I feared yet did not understand. It is by making examples of the creature and his creator that Shelley reveals her timeless advice. Man ought not deny his curiosity, for it is inevitable, but must not become entirely consumed by any one study or pursuit. He must seek meaning and fulfillment, embracing the complexities of a complete human life. He must never lose sight of nature's beauty and patience. He must never forget the joys of fellowship and family, lest he be cast into the paralyzing anguish bound to the shame of an evil creation.